do you guys want to like introduce ourselves and stuff, or do you want to just go for it and start talking garbage? I was going to ask the exact same thing. Welcome everyone to our podcast. We are Casual Pandemonium. We are a group of friends, not casual friends. I'm told to not tell people because uh, these two have a problem with that word. Um, <laughs> my name is Tashius. Uh, everyone, please introduce yourself. Hello, to- okay, I'm Michael. Michael. No, how dare you? I want to go first. And I was giving you the opportunity to go first. That's why I was no, silent. I don't want to go first anymore. It's your turn now. No, but I insist. Okay, fine. I will take your insist. Okay, so I'm Michael. Uh, I'm just a dude. So basically, you have two people in this chat with me, right? That's just that's everything about wars and machinery and hardware of everything in the universe. You have Tuli over there who knows everything about politics and stuff. And I'm here to make jokes. <laughs> that's my job. Gee, and yeah, okay, I thought on. you were the joke. <clears throat> I am the joke, true. This was supposed to be your own introduction, Michael, not ours. Yeah, but I don't have anything to say about myself in particular. I just want to talk. I don't want to have to say about myself. Okay, Tuli, you're up. Alrighty, so I am Tuli, and I am the feminine touch to this podcast, I suppose. I'm joking about that, everyone. I'm a filthy liar. If anything, I'm the feminine touch. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Not only is he the the bringer of jokes to the podcast, he's also the feminine touch. We love Michael, shame. Um, that's all that I can say since Michael, you know, overtook the introductions as opposed to a self-introduction. But hi, everyone. Yeah, welcome oh, to our first episode. That was a very awkward introduction. So uh, this is basically what everyone can expect from us in the future. Sorry about that. Oh, no, don't apologize. apologize for it. I think it is great and wonderful. But uh, yeah, I do think that we could have probably planned that slightly better. I mean, I was still asking if we wanted to do introductions, then people started doing introductions. Because <laughs> so, we agreed yeah, with you. I left out of a loop on this one. <laughs> when you actually recorded, yeah. <laughs> you listened to that introduction like, twice. What do you mean? Well, that's the problem, is we've already done it twice now, and both times I was still not sure what we were doing. <laughs> oh, no. So okay. I would like to think that we somewhat got an ach- achieved now, but uh, yeah. I think uh, next time maybe we'll say to Michael, hey, we're going to start now, and these claps are our test claps, and we're going to actually <laughs> you know, start recording here. But no, yeah, oh, <laughs> I mean, I just like to, you know, be clear about what's going on, you know? I don't know what's going to happen or what's going to be put online. I can say something really confusing and weird, and then we're going to all be look very funny, aren't we? Yeah, it's not going live or anything. Imagine this was a live podcast. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. No, if it was live, it would actually be entertaining. Boy, it would still be entertaining either way. Yeah, but the, the two people that would be watching would be flaming anything out of me, so maybe not that great. I to take deep offense that you watching, assume I'm sorry. that it's just two people. I know that there's more than two people watching the stream right now, okay? <laughs> the stream that isn't in existence right now is yeah. currently watched by more than two people. Okay, okay cool. If anything, is, they'd there just be are at least five you. people. No, no, they would not just be watching me, they'd be listening to my voice. Mm-hmm. Your musky voice. Whatever that yeah, voice is. So, just, just for context, so uh, anyone who does end up seeing this episode, uh, this is going to be just the first episode. And we're basically thinking in the future we'll probably go over to like cameras and stuff so that you can actually see what we look like and things like that and see all my funny expressions and move so forth. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we're just going to do audio only. So yeah, we'll see when we get the ability to do that as well. But yeah, for now, this is what you have. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, my webcam got lost in shipping. So there's that. These two have a webcam. I am the limiting factor here. However, I am the editor, so uh, 
Scroll of you. I'll just edit my face in afterwards. <laughs> you just do this. Just get a flat PNG and just like move the mouth up and down. <laughs> I'll get that PNG like of, the, of, loop. of the cat, you know, the, the one that opens his mouth the whole time. Um, 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 uh. I'll just get that. Oh, That's I going to be that my bit. face. You can put the uh, logo right next to it. So it's the static logo and then you mum, 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 mum. In case anyone was wondering, this is where the pandemonium comes from. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember how we were like, oh, we got lots of topics and stuff we want to talk about, but let's just talk about the fact that we don't know how to start a recording. That's a good starting point. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's say, the uh, that you obviously the, the hardware guy, and you'd think that you'd be the one with the webcam. Why are these two weird people the ones with the webcam, Stash? Just what's going on? Well, I have a webcam, I mean, but I'm pretty sure nobody wants to see my face in glorious 480p. Oh, that's actually a good question. I think mine's probably like 720p. So oh, no. I don't think it's that bad, but like, it's definitely not like a 4K camera, if that's what you're expecting. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to get one as well. I thought you had an OnlyFans account, Michael. Come on. Yeah, the 4K I definitely is am not for the uh, in that space currently. Okay, I actually just got my, my camera out just to check what it was, and it says at the bottom of it that it's HD 720. So. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> it will be good enough. It means that I have to put less effort into my curly hair. So, you know, I'll just make you really small for any viewers on the recordings. I'll just make you teeny tiny so they don't have to see the bad resolution. Oh, yeah, that reminds me of, you know, some podcasts that you see online, they have those little bubbles, like kind of like the discord bubbles where it like highlights when someone's talking. Yeah. I wonder if they record the actual bubbles from something like discord and use those inside of there. Because I've seen the audio only ones they actually show when someone's talking and stuff. Oh, probably. Yeah. So I wonder if they, if they use the discord ones or if they have their own detection ones. Interesting to see, actually. I wonder how that works. Might be a plugin. Cool. We'll have to look into that. That's your research project for the week, Michael. I didn't want more <laughs> things to do. And now you do. Yeah, good job. It was just an interesting thought. I don't like this effort thing. I don't want to do stuff. Ugh, gross. Okay, but anyway, that was the introductions, I guess. Um, we're already 15 minutes into this podcast and we haven't even talked about anything except we're just bad at what we know. Um, I mean, I think we're good at discovering we what we don't know anything. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, that's what I like. <laughs> We're good at discovering all the things that we didn't prepare for and all the things we didn't do correctly. <laughs> I mean, it's a Positivity. learning experience. Nobody's here to listen to us be professional. That's, that's what I like to think about it, is if this thing goes nowhere, right? If no one even listens to this, no one will ever know what nonsense I spoke for the first 15 minutes. It'll be lovely. No, that's oh. definitely making it into the video. I mean... I'm so sorry, Michael. <laughs> there are going to be people that view the stream. Oh, the podcast, sorry. Yeah, our friends especially. Especially our I friends. Just, I was thinking, now we were talking about like oh, me being the feminine touch. <laughs> I don't think it's that I actually have any feminine touch to provide. It's just that I think I have more in comparison to everyone else. You know what I mean? <laughs> more in comparison. <laughs> he definitely has more feminine touch than you, Tuli. No offense. Oh my god! What? What <laughs> did uh, I uh, do uh, to that, deserve that this? Me. Sorry, I, I just interject one thing. Uh, often we will refer to Tuli as both Tuli and Plum. So if you hear that person, uh, yeah, it's one of those two names. Just yeah. to be known. Ew, cringe, using a gamer tag in real life. Ew, cringe, well, it's not, even not my gamer tag. It's shortened one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does anyone actually call you Plum in real life? No, I only do. Discord people call me Plum. I do all the time. I literally call it You're the plum only person, single. Michael. No, Best Ella calls me Plum. She doesn't like it. No, I don't like it when everyone else calls me Madam Plum. Mm -hmm. Madame. <laughs> Madam. 
guess I get more chocolate then. So I finish it without giving a second thought, right? So I get to the last one. No I take far? a bite, and you know like when you've like bit into like a piece of chocolate, like like a bare piece of chocolate, like just, yeah? And your mouth gets like sort of like full cho all chocolatey and you sort of gasp for air, for water or something. <laughs> Plugs everything up. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I take a bite of that Kit Kat halfway through. It's nothing. There's only chocolate, the entire thing. Is this like, how big was this Kit Kat? This sounds like the most monstrous Kit Kat I've ever heard of. It was just a normal sized Kit Kat, but it was traumatic, okay? It's it was just chocolate. I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine this one single line with no chocolate but only wafer. That's the one that's getting me. <laughs> like how did that even go about? Because I think that, you know, the way that it breaks off that all the wafers are slightly connected in the center, right? Isn't that I how they so. work in the So then surely it would have like placed chocolate on each like individual section as it goes past yeah, the production process. So how does it just miss a whole section without even like spilling a little bit of chocolate on? I suppose that they have maybe like dividers or something. I wonder how that would have happened. I don't know. Nestle, if you ever want to contact us, please do. We, we're open to a factory tour so I can slap someone. <laughs> we don't and approve of violence, Tertius. <laughs> what actually happened was someone sat there and they licked off that entire bar, that one oh. single section, and they just left you with just the wafer. Imagine that one. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that like a thing that like Kit Kat wafers? Like if the Kit Kat doesn't make it through quality control, then it will get ground down and then made into other wafers. So mm, a I've Kit Kat wafer is just more Kit Kats. But then how did the original Kit Kat get made? Mm -hmm. Nobody knows to From this scratch. day. <laughs> they had to put effort into remembering the beginning of the recipe. <laughs> ah, okay. Anybody else have any traumatic experiences they want to uh, share over the weekend? Yeah, I would say I have traumatic stuff. But uh, I, I was thinking a lot about food this morning for no apparent reason. Maybe yeah, we know. And, uh, eat this morning. It's probably because I didn't eat this morning. But uh, who eats? People. <laughs> um, no, that doesn't make sense. Um, so, I was thinking about like, uh, you know how you know countries are known for all their different types of food. Like at least when I think of a different country, I think of the food in that country first. Like you, I suppose you can think of like monuments. I suppose like you know, you think of French, you think of Eiffel Tower, but like. I don't know why my mind is immediately like baguettes or something else. You know, you got to have some kind of food from that place. And for me, the one that I was desperate for this morning was once way back when, a uh, little bit of context, I love ciabatta with some balsamic vinegar and olive oil. It's one of my favorite treats ever. And my father once brought home, uh, after a visit from Italy, he brought home some olive oil, which was, was just the most amazing experience of my life. For some reason, this olive oil had this hint of banana behind it. Banana. And I don't know how that's even possible. It was just like, you know that whole thing with wine snobs where they're like able to taste these things that are like their hints of this, hints of that. Like, I like wine, but I can't tell differences between wine personally. I'm just not good at that for some reason. Yep. But this olive oil for some reason was just like the most amazing experience of my life. <laughs> it's the best olive oil I've ever had. It was incredible. I don't know how it's even possible to have a banana taste in olive oil, but yeah. So uh, that was that was quite nice. But um, I don't know, on the traumatic side, like obviously on this whole balsamic vinegar and olive oil train of mine, uh, I've been trying to buy like different balsamic vinegars recently. And for some reason, if you go to like pick and pay and spa and so forth, yeah. 
he tried all these different balsamic vinegars. And for some reason, the last couple times, I've been really unlucky. Like, I've had these balsamic vinegars that I've taken, and I'm like, oh, this one will be a nice one to try. And you try to have it, and it's just like, yeah, I think I might use this one for cooking. I don't think this one's uh, the nice just eat out of the, or with bread or whatever. It's not going to work with this. I don't know if any of you two have ever tried any of that. No. But I feel I've, like you have to have it with really good quality balsamic vinegar or olive oil. I've never had bread and balsamic nice. vinegar. That sounds <laughs> weird to me. Like really I'm foreign. I'm with on this yeah. one. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not a big fan of balsamic here, vinegar either, though. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Like, I, I think currently my favorite... Uh, even chips at the moment would be the balsamic um, Caribbean balsamic vinegar one. You know, the one with the blue packet from Lay's. I love oh, that. Right, yeah. Amazing. Did that you know good. that Lay's has different packets for its flavorings in different countries? Uh, I would think so, yeah. I know that like basically every one of these massive companies has their different flavors. I know like Japan has every flavor in the known universe that no one's <laughs> No, I mean like we would refer to balsamic vinegar being light blue packet. You go and look for the light blue packet somewhere else in the world, and it won't be the balsamic vinegar flavor. Ah. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Random Lay's facts with Thule. Wait, I need to know. <laughs> how do you know these things? You've been giving us these weird arbitrary facts. How do you know this? I was going to say, she was talking about sugar tax earlier, and I was like, yep, that's why she's on this podcast. I'm not here for those kinds of things. But you didn't know about the sugar tax. Oh, no, man, I knew about that, but I wasn't oh. talking specifically on that brand, knowing that they reduce their sugar on those products, you know? Yeah, how do you like, know this, Tuli? That's... I watch a lot of news randomly. Like, I won't actively watch the news, but it will be playing in the background in my parents' office or something. And I'll be like, oh, that's interesting, bye. That's a weird thing to put in the news, to be honest. Like, oh, oh guys, your flavors are changing. <laughs> it's it's like, things cool. like that. I pick up random information from places and then I fact check them. Yeah. yeah, like, I remember, um, oh, what's it called now with the sugar tax thing? I remember when that happened, but I didn't specifically seek out more info, and I was just like, oh, yeah, probably gonna have some changes due to that one. <laughs> um, oddly enough, uh, speaking of, like, these changes to cars, or well, to, to foods and stuff, I was thinking about one with my father's car, which is kind of interesting. Um, there was this, his car basically got on a really good price, where it was sent over to Australia, and, uh, they basically have these laws of, like, certain limits that have to be met with regards to pollution and so forth yeah apparently this car didn't uh, actually make meet the minimum standards for there so it just got shipped to africa <laughs> i was like oh, okay cool <laughs> so that's how we get our stuff and sometimes it just doesn't make it elsewhere so we get it instead <laughs> oh, wow okay so what else gets shipped here with just that like if something goes to the us to, like yeah. oh no it's it's polluting too much let's send it to africa then it won't pollute as much <laughs> Yeah, Africa can suffer with the pollution, can't they? Oh, no. We're already poor enough, I guess. Isn't that like what happened uh, a few years back with the with the controversy that um, like Nissan was shipping different uh, Navaras to us? Was it Navaras? I just know it was uh, one of the Nissan cars was getting shipped here with safety features like majorly removed. As in, it should have a five-star rating, but over here, it doesn't even pass the safety test. Wow. Yeah, that was like a big Surely thing. Surely that couldn't happen, right? No, that That'd did happen. Insane. That Fuck, did I haven't happen. heard about that. That's crazy, though. Imagine yeah, that. fuck Africa, I guess. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> speaking. 
we, we don't actually use cars here. We ride on lions, remember? Oh, yeah. We, we just... Uh, yeah. We... Well, we don't ride them anywhere because we don't have jobs. So that's why we're making a podcast. We're recording this on hamster wheels. <laughs> what do you mean I'm hamsters? I'm currently hanging out of the top of the outside of my window right now, trying to get satellite internet, <laughs> trying to get what little I can. Thank you, Isn't I was gonna say, isn't Elon busy doing satellite internet at the moment? I, think I, think he is. I forgot. I wonder how good it'll be because he was talking. Uh, I don't. I don't actually read far into these articles, but I remember he was talking about insane internet speeds on this. It was like massive gigabyte lines or something in speed. It'll be fast, but you need like thousands of satellites for that. The way they're doing it. Um, what I do Available know that America I saw first. the headlines the other day was like they just launched uh, a few new satellites into into space. Like the, these satellites are like pretty small, so they send them like in in bulk into space and then sort of put them in their own lanes, whatever. Um, so apparently the other day. Like, just after they had launched these satellites, 40 of them just, like, died in a solar flare. Oh my gosh. Oh, you would think <laughs> that they would prepare for there being, like, solar flares in space, right? You would think. I think they probably had some protection, just not that much. <laughs> I'm busy. I was just trying to see if I could figure out what the internet speeds they were talking about was, so I just, like, clicked on a random first article I could find on it. And now you're talking about these things going down or whatever. And there's someone saying here that analysts believe that these modules cost between two hundred and fifty thousand and five hundred thousand dollars. For each one. Well, yeah, apparently what it says. Yeah, I could be reading this wrong, but yeah. Can feed an that entire is, starving penny. village in Africa. That's his meaning of three to forty would cost about twenty million dollars at most. Wow. Damn. Mm. Well, that's that's a pretty penny right there. Yeah, that's yeah. an expensive loss, but considering how much a rocket costs, I guess. Yeah. I mean, rockets cost hundreds of millions. That's what they say. Innovation requires a little bit of investment, eh? A little, a little bit. bit. Okay. A little pretty penny here and there, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea. Uh, it just costs as much as well. That's interesting, right? So I, I went into this uh, podcast thinking today was going to be all about food. Uh, and here I am talking about Elon Musk. Yeah, I was going to say the same about thing. Elon? Because he's South African and it's the yeah, only thing we can be proud of. Do you think that Elon well, no, Musk American, enjoyed no, a, a good milk tart when he was here? Oh, for sure. Uh, that's an odd thing to ask. It's food and Elon Musk. Literally, I just brought back both of the topics. Mm. I reckon he'd love a good <laughs> For the I don't people think I know who anyone know, who doesn't like it. Um, a milk tart is not like literally milk in a tart form. <laughs> <laughs> and it's milk it's tart. Literally just, it's, it's literally just a pan with milk in it and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, we just, we just let it, we just put it there, we let it ferment, right? Like, just like making feta. You just let it ferment there and get rotten. And then when it forms solid bits, <laughs> That's that's you when not, you have your you milk tarts. Can you not ruin milk tarts for everyone that visits here, please? Oh, no. no, man. Milk tart is a. It's literally a tart, so it's a dessert. Um, I don't even know how to make it, but it's a sweet milk dessert with cinnamon served with cinnamon on top of it, and it is like a South African staple. Even my one friend complains all the time. She's like, you South Africans, you love milk tart. You must have milk tart flavored ice cream, milk tart flavored this, milk, milk tart flavored that. And I'm like, yes, because it tastes amazing. Well, I mean, usually something that's milk tart flavored is usually just cinnamon flavored. Exactly. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, that's it's all usually... it really is. 
I say it's usually most known for the cinnamon and then the condensed milk. Those are the yeah. main two factors of. It. Yeah. Um, as I say, one of the most popular things that basically everyone likes here when it comes to the alcoholic side is uh, milk tatkis, which is basically just vodka and condensed milk, milk yeah. and cinnamon. <laughs> That's it. That is the entire recipe. <laughs> but they do taste amazing, though. Although, uh, yeah. very sweet. Oh, would recommend. Incredibly sweet. You wouldn't Especially recommend. when you're drunk, it's like anti-hangover while it's giving you one. <laughs> it's a two for one. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's... Oh, but I wanted to ask you guys earlier, so like, obviously I'm fangirling about my, my olive oil from earlier. Is there any foods that you guys have that are like super international that you guys love? Obviously there's lots of stuff in South Africa we can go conning on about, but like, uh, you know, anything international? Yes. I can never say no to a burger. Like uh, a, a proper hamburger. I can never say no up. to that. Hold up. But yes. you mentioned earlier to me today that you have a hot take on burgers. And I have to know what's hot take. Okay. So everyone who's ever like had a burger, like just from McDonald's, like a big burger, um, or just any restaurant, if you order like a cheeseburger or just a normal burger, there's always the ingredients. Like there's always like a beef patty mm-hmm. with the, obviously the bread, the lettuce, and then the tomato. I firmly believe, and I will I will take this to my grave. Tomatoes <laughs> do not belong on a fucking hamburger. I agree with you, Tertius. Every time I, I bite into that thing, it like it, it's like a fucking slimy worm you bite into, and it just falls out <laughs> of the burger. Oh no, I agree with you, Tertius. I cannot stand warm tomatoes like sliced and then put on things on top of that so it does not belong in a burger you take that you take that tomato out you take it out sure. see now this is a problem right okay so i want to disagree <laughs> with you but i don't like tomatoes by default i love cooked tomatoes when they're like you know made into a sauce and stuff like that yeah. or you know in something but i don't like tomatoes plain personally so I'm, I'm like you know unable to disagree with you here this is a bit annoying for me sorry twitter um, um i guess it's your job to cancel us now <laughs> oh, I'll say, yeah, Flip, I wish that one of us disagreed because I want to disagree, but I can't. No, but, oh, you, but but on this point, right? The worst atrocity I've ever had was the tomato on a burger, right? It's like, I can't remember where it was, but I ordered a, like, I love mushrooms, right? So I ordered a mushroom burger, you know, with the, like, mushroom yeah, I sauce. Them. I love mushroom sauce. Too. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. Like, it goes with everything. But anyway, I ordered this thing and it comes out. And it's like absolutely dripping in mushroom sauce. I'm like, mm. my mouth was watering. I take a gigantic bite from this thing and I just get this immediate shot of tomato. No. And like the the heaping pile of of mushroom sauce, it wasn't actually a heaping pile. It was just a gigantic slice of tomato covered <laughs> in fucking mushroom sauce. Oh no. It's come to the point that wherever I order burgers, generally anything, because I don't like tomatoes in anything warm. And um, I'm like, don't put the tomato in there. I will send it back. I know it sounds bougie, but I am specifically requesting right now in your presence, do not put tomatoes there. It is my one request. And so when I do find the tomato, I get really sad. I'm like, really? I am a very articulate person. I asked you very nicely. And you've still put it there. You still put it there. And she goes yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, witness, 
I was out witnessing the duality of humans because like <laughs> she's like I'll send it back I don't want this trash in my burger and then there's Michael it's just like I will convince myself to eat these things <laughs> they're good for you so I'm like you know like suffering through these it's like the only time I eat these raw tomatoes is on a burger because I can try and power through it I'm like I'll get through this stupid tomato this is the one time I can do it yeah. I think that's just the fact that both me and you are introverted through and through, but then here's Miss Truly uh, just being extrovert galore. Oh. For the people who don't know, Truly has friends everywhere. I don't have friends everywhere. I'm pretty sure she has friends in every country at this point. I was going to say, the other day I was talking about like, oh, what happens if I was to get stuck in Spain? You were just like, no, yeah, I got a friend there. They'll help you out. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Should I even translate over the phone? Uh, I can't translate Spanish. I have painfully learned this, this week that Spanish <laughs> is not my forte. Unless I probably have to sit down and learn Spanish. Shame. Let me not discredit the language. It's a beautiful language, but yeah. Not my current cup yeah, of tea. I don't want to Oh, sorry, I was going to quickly interrupt. I was going to say, back on the, the, the tomato thing, for me, I don't think it's actually that I wouldn't be willing to to uh, actually go and say I want to take it back or whatever. But also, I don't think I care enough. If I'm hungry, I want to eat now, so I'll just rather throw it back in the in the little bowl or whatever. <laughs> you know? yeah, I'm, I'm not going to send it back and wait for them to make a new burger just because there's some tomato on it. I'm not that wasteful. Oh, but will they make a new burger, though? Because I know I most places would. will just like take it off. It's like, here you go, little baby. <laughs> uh, don't little baby me i specifically requested that there be no tomato here and the thing is is tomato is that unique fruit because it is a fruit that um it's like the juices seep into everything and so if i'm oh, especially yeah. not feeling for tomato like i have stomach problems now and then so the tomato's acidity will mess me up and if it's soaked into like my beef patty there i'm just sitting here and i'm like you are literally giving me indigestion every in every single bite here don't do this to me please <laughs> well i mean enough, I, oh, yeah. on this one. oh i was going to just add on that like a tomato is a fruit yes but it's also technically a vegetable so is every other fruit because I mean, a vegetable yeah. is just any edible part of a plant no but a vegetable is any edible know part of a plant that doesn't have because fruits are the specific parts that have the seeds and that's why it has its yeah. own classification and it, yeah, the vegetable vegetable is just every any part other you part. It's every other part. Ugh, I've heard too many different definitions for why it's a fruit or why it's a vegetable or whatever. I'm just too over it at this point. I'm like, a tomato is a tomato. Please don't give it to me. A tomato <laughs> is a tomati. A tomati, yeah. Uh... Oh, so I was going to say, um, <clears throat> the best burger I've ever had, though, oddly enough, didn't have tomato on it as far as I recollect. This was a, quite a while back. It was actually in the Makhadisburg. Um... And there's a place, I think it's either the Black Horse or the Black Stallion or something or other. And it's one of those burgers where they're trying to go for that I'm a real homemade burger kind of thing, you know? So you get this massive patty. And you, I promise you there's enough gherkin in there to probably be three different gherkins. And now you're trying to like busy or get through all this. And then you basically got this <clears throat> absolutely massive thing where you can barely hold through it. Some people try to cut through it and other things falling apart in every direction. So forth. Oh, just incredible. I, I love those kinds of burgers where, you know, they're trying to go for this isn't just a generic thing that we just chucked on the fire and chucked yeah. some stuff with it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love, like, McDonald's, for instance, their Big Mac. The sauce is amazing, for instance, right? But everything else about it, I just don't enjoy it first. It's just kind of like, okay, it's something to eat, you know? Yeah. A Big Mac just has too much bread for me. 
like because they have like the the slice of bread in the middle right so like whenever i take a bite then it just sort of dries out my mouth i'm not sure if the local mcdonald's is just like using old buns or something but <laughs> yeah i i don't like it they can come for me oh, you're not sorry, that one. i'm one of their biggest customers they can fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Me and Nando's. I actually don't think I can even remember the last time I had McDonald's. I'm just not a, the biggest fan, to be completely honest with you. Like, I get it every now and again because I'm getting for other people, and then I get myself something with. But like, generally, I don't seek it out on my own. Um, and I think the worst food you could ever get is McDonald's fries when they're really old. Because, mm. whew, I don't oh, know. Yeah, when they've like dried out. Devolve. <laughs> Yo, when they like dry out and they're cold. Yeah, that's so that's the worst. Mm, it's got this weird property where, like, the outside is kind of still crispy, but it's kind of like a cardboard state, and it's like mushy inside. <laughs> oh, it's oh, like, oh. what is this experience? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this feeling in my mouth. Oh no! Oh. I don't know. Uh, I, uh, takeouts. Uh, I don't generally think that uh, I'm the biggest fan of takeouts. Like for me, the one takeout I really love is Simply Asia. I really, really love their food. Um, highly recommend the the chicken with tamarind sauce absolutely incredible it's basically just like noodles broccoli from chicken wonderful sauce on it really really mm. nice i don't think i've had some asia yet oh no i really like i what where i do get um like my asian food from is usually kimbo and sushi so um they're they're like this little yeah they're just asian restaurant originally it was just a chinese restaurant i think uh don't quote me on that um <laughs> But anyway, what I really like to get when I get Asian food is like sweet and sour pork. Oh, or, yes. Mm. Or just like any curry. It just hits differently, you know? Like the sweet and sour pork, it, like the, the sauce they have here, they have like pineapple and various vegetables that they pop in there, right? Mm -hmm. And it just, it just goes so well with pork for some reason. Goes well with chicken too. Yeah, I've had it with chicken as well. They're sweet and sour chicken, sweet and sour mm. pork. All of it's amazing. Mm. Oh, I yeah. love it. That sweet and sour sauce is just so good. Although I have heard uh, that apparently that isn't actually real Chinese food <laughs> or something oh. or other to that effect. It's something that was made specifically for Westernized culture. I don't know. I could be oh, wrong no. on that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the, the first time we've been lied to. No, but that's the beauty of like Chinese food in general, because even within China itself, China is this huge country. The you might be able to get something from one region that tastes one way because it's accustomed to that region's taste. Um, taste tends to be very specific to a region. It's very funny. And you'll go order the same thing in the state, um, the province two states over or something like that. And it will taste almost completely different. It will be more sweet. And you sit there and you're like, wait, this is the same dish. And a lot of Chinese food adapts itself to its regions and its uh, localities in flavors and what's available and what the people like and so yeah okay we're not having authentic chinese food outside of china quote unquote um and then also it's like you know the whole invention of fortune cookies that isn't even chinese that yeah, we can blame america right? yeah, yeah for but i think it is still you're still having chinese food because you're ha having what you would have there just using ingredients that you can find in South Africa. Truly spitting straight facts uh, again. Speaking of fortune <laughs> cookies, I don't think I've ever gotten a fortune cookie that like had any rev rev ooh, relevance. I can't say. It's like, 
I don't know. I feel like it's always just absolute nonsense that is just so generic. It's like you will have a week. Not like a good week, a bad week. It's just like, you'll have a week. It's like, okay, thanks, man. Appreciate it. It won't be overwhelming. You will have a healthy life if you, if you exercise. <laughs> cool. No shit I mean, shit. My general doctor told me the exact same thing, hey? But you need that fortune cookie to tell you the truth. But Contrast those doctors. They don't know anything. But yeah, on the, the topic of like foreign food that isn't actually foreign food. It's like it's not the first time we've been we've been lied to in this country. Like we oh, yes. we grew up thinking that, you know, bunny chow was Indian, <laughs> you know? Remember that? I was gobsmacked when I fig found out that yeah, it's not actually Indian, it's South African. It's South African Indian, mm. yes. Yeah. Um for for the people who don't know who's listening to the podcast, a bunny chow is like a a loaf of bread you you like hollow out. Off. Yeah, you cut in half and then you hollow, then you hollow it out, and then you put like your curry, curry. filling in there. You can put like a yeah. bunch of different ones in there, but typically it's a lamb like, bunny chow lamb. is the yeah. best. Yeah, like typically it's usually lamb, and it is amazing. But sometimes they can be spicy. Like mm. I've, I, I, I'm a lover of spicy food in general, but if I bite into some bunny chows, right? Uh, I, f I, I feel like I've, like, ascended into a level of, like, ghost pepper sometimes. <laughs> you know you know when you're, like, you're like, yeah, I can handle spice. So then you try spice, and then suddenly you realize you can't actually handle spice that well. <laughs> like, sure, there's some yeah, people who are like, no, water is spicy. <laughs> but, yo. Uh... No, I was I... say you you were talking about how Big Macs have too much bread for you. Flipping our bunny chow though. Because they yeah. don't give, just like hollow it out. They give you the whole section from the inside as well. So you I don't think that's enough. Actual... Yeah, what? I don't think it's, it's too no, I don't the, think... there's a lot of filling, so you're yeah. you're eating the filling more than you're eating the bread. Because it's like eighty percent filling. Like I I'm... I really struggled. <laughs> I always have too much bread. I'm like dying because oh. I try to basically descend downwards. So I'm eating the side of my bowl basically, which is the outside of the loaf with the curry inside of it at the same time, trying mm -hmm. to sparingly use the inside bit so that I can, you know, fill, like lower the filling down with it as I go. And you know, I always end up with this massive crater at the bottom of bread. Oh, but the That's nice thing about the the bread bowl is that it obs absorbs a lot of the um the curry into it. Especially at the bottom, so if you're eating from the top going down, I should ask probably how big are the bunny chows you guys are normally getting? Half a loaf. I only ever the half. No, yeah, I only ever get half. Okay, like a okay, full-on yeah. loaf that you'd usually cut, yeah. Yeah, a freshly baked loaf cut. But I'm with Tertius on that. I sometimes order like extra nun on the side to eat with my bunny chow because I'm like, there's so much of this, this, and it's so good. Like I just want to eat it now. I don't know. I feel like it just has so much bread for me. I don't know. But also the last time I did have a bunny chow was probably when I was at university. And uh, yeah, the, the the university bunny chows, I remember they didn't exactly have the, the beautiful and nice fresh bread. Like it remember <laughs> being warm, so they definitely warmed it up. But I'm pretty sure that my, my outer layer was definitely on the, the harder side. So it was like a serious, uh, yeah. Would they <laughs> really need to warm uh, it up if they're uh, putting warm curry in it? Mm. Wait, our university had bunny chow? So, yeah, they basically had a set menu that basically, well, every day would be a different thing, and then sometimes it would be bunny chow. But, uh, 
Yeah, obviously it was incredibly mild bunny chow because you have to cater for everyone. No, oh, right, right, um, okay. But yeah, so like you saying, oh, you, you know, sometimes you think, oh, you can handle spicy food. See, the problem is my family is originally from Durban, which is basically, you know, the center of curry in the country. And um, yeah, they love their spicy food. And I knew I was the weak link of the family in that regard. <laughs> so I've just kind of given up at this point and embraced the life of being... Well, so I have gotten better. Uh, growing up, I definitely struggled a lot more with spicy food. I could only really have like really mild. Um, I even remember sometimes as a kid, I would like get this dinner of curry of some sort and I'd be just like there perspiring in my chair trying to get through this food. And I'd be like... <laughs> I'm just gonna go make some toast. <laughs> just like give up for dinner. But that's how you acquire like a taste for spicy food is that you just keep eating more of it. Yeah, you basically burn off all your taste buds until you don't notice it anymore. That's exactly how it goes. I mean, so yeah, so I've gotten better as the years have progressed. I'm now able to have a. I actually quite enjoy a, a good curry here and then. I actually crave it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, so with regards to like really spicy though, I feel like there's this weird limit so you talk about ghost peppers for instance i feel like a couple of chilies down from there is probably the same hotness you know but like it's just you eat it and you basically just you know you're on a level already where everything's just burning everything's on fire so you don't really notice that you're progressing further you know just different tastes well, I the believe. frog in the pot situation if you put the frog in hot water suddenly it will jump out because it realizes but if you slowly warm up the water it will just sit there thinking that oh okay cool we understand what's happening. It's getting hot here, but eh. Hey, you know what that made me think of just now? You know that meme where that dog is like sitting with the house on fire around him? So yeah. like, this is fine. That's probably the frog right now. This is fine. <laughs> and on that quite grotesque honest, note... I, I'm pretty sure that actually is a myth. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty confident I read somewhere that that was a myth. I could be wrong on that. What, the frog in the pot? Yeah, I think that it's actually, it is able to realize when things are getting too hot or whatever and it needs to bombard or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's just an that. idiomatic expression, though. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people take it as fact, though. Oh my gosh. Why do people take idiomatic expressions as fact? Like, we have the expression, it's raining cats and dogs. Do you think you're going to go outside and catch a cat and a dog? Truly? Yes. People are stupid. Including us. Like, we're <laughs> no, just, I will never deny that. We're just idiots, you know? Like, some days, like, we'll... We'll surprise ourselves with how smart we can really be, you know? Like, you you come home from work and you're like, yeah, I was a fucking genius. And <laughs> then you try and get out of the car with your seatbelt still on. <laughs> <laughs> Leave phone in center console. It's like, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Put your phone in the refrigerator. Oh. Yeah, like, we always talk about how uh, technology is going so fast and it's increasing so much all the time. But then you look at how some stuff is done and you're like... Are we that advanced? Is it that impressive? Maybe we're just gonna kind of stagnate for a bit. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for everything to catch up. Like the thing um, on technology side is like technology is advancing so quickly, but uh, I feel personally that because technology is advancing so quickly, uh, passing laws on technology just takes too damn long. So I like. Say, for instance, um, crypto is a big thing right now, right? Everyone knows what what crypto is. Bitcoin, all the jazz, right? So some countries are just outright banning it. Because, you know, they they don't know how to manage it. And then other, other countries are regulating it. 
So this obviously just like raises the point, like, do you regulate something like that? I mean, it's it just popped onto the scene all of a sudden and then, yeah. Also, didn't our country try to get tax on it? <laughs> I think it's the angle we took. We're like, hey, money, let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, it, if it's still a form of income, then it should probably still fall under income tax, doesn't it? I agree with I that. Mean, yeah. Pay your taxes. Mm. Yeah. Although it is South Africa, so... Don't mm. give the rich people even more ways to tax evade. Fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Let them pay their taxes and let it hopefully trickle down to the rest of the population. And and to any of the listeners who's uh, who's right now like no, but but income tax is stupid. You, you're you're paying your income tax, right? That person over there making billions of dollars, he's probably paying less than you. You want to know why? Because tax evasion. tax evasion is a thing. And I mean, you can legally evade paying tax, so it's not even like talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's loopholes everywhere. Yeah, there's loopholes. I mean, you could make a specific donation to a registered company with um SARS who is our South Africa's uh, revenue service um and you don't have to pay tax in like literally they will give you a, a tax break for making a donation <laughs> that just sounds like bribery that's uh, straight up bribery I know it sounds like straight up bribery <laughs> right but it's sort of a win-win situation for 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 both parties because SARS's whole mission is to make sure that people pay their taxes and that uh, taxpayers' money gets put to good use, supposedly so. Um, and a lot of these companies that are registered there that can receive this donation, the sizable don donation, are, you know, they're the charity working places that are registered in non-governmental and non-profit organizations that do good for the community and they need the help, the financial help. So um, it would be going towards them in some way or other. And now you're just going to give them a donation and it's like, okay, cool. Now I don't need to pay tax. It's a lot more complicated than that, guys. If you're thinking of doing that, go and do your research about it first. But that's just it in a nutshell. No, it still oh, baffles like the nutshell me version more. Yeah, it still <laughs> baffles me how Tuli just knows this off heart. You know, like she's been considering doing this exact thing. A hundred percent she has. Oh, yeah, definitely. Already, she's already doing it. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> you're talking about all these different ways to like avoid paying taxes and stuff and isn't there i think it was in the news recently again is that those people that have those uh i think it's the british isles or british virgin islands or something like that where they just basically live there and they don't have to pay any taxes and like that there's all these really incredibly wealthy people that have these really small little properties there but they have it there just so that they can avoid paying taxes and so forth yeah, but there are, there are quite a few tax havens like around the world. Um, I know, yeah. like Monaco, like it's like south of France. Um, Monaco is a tax haven, so obviously you don't pay any income tax. So if you yeah. live there, then whatever you make, you make. Um, but the way the country gets around like making any money off that is they put a lot of extra tax on everyday products because, mm -hmm. you know, it would typically only be wealthy people that would you know go to that country because it's a tax haven yeah so they tend to just mark up their products so you buy jewelry there then you put like a 20 percent markup or something on it and that goes straight into tax that goes to the government but i'm not sure about the exact rates i just know that's typically how it happens how it works um but then there's also the problem like sometimes if you're like stupid rich 
Would you even buy anything there? I mean, you could just like be completely out of your mind, Rich, just get on your private jet and then quickly hop over to Dubai to just buy a shit ton of things for cheap and then come back. Why would you hop on your private jet to do that? You would phone your private shopper, ask them <laughs> to get what you want, and if they can't get it immediately, they must have it made for you by the time that you land there with your private jet. See, I'm too bad for the lady who has experience. You're telling me she doesn't know what she just told us about, uh huh. <laughs> See, I'm too pleb for this. Tuli is actually a secret rich girl. I wish, I wish. But yeah, I don't know. It's so like from what I saw in those whole things, these tax havens and stuff. All I see is that they basically live in these really shoddy places. All are shoddy, but like you know, not incredibly impressive. But it's just purely to avoid the taxes and stuff. And I know that those places are actually really small usually. They're like trying to reclaim land from the sea and stuff. And yeah, I wonder how that all that stuff affects the, well, the nature of those areas because reclaiming land, yo, mm -mm. like I remember there's a, I think there's a place in Dubai or somewhere close to Dubai where they're building a whole um, set of islands basically in the shape of the the world. They're basically selling those islands at the uh, well, that's that that project's basically been cancelled at this point. Oh, has it been cancelled? Yeah, oh, I haven't heard anything like recently. The, what was it? Twenty eighteen? The there was a big financial recession at some point, and then mm. people just stopped. You know, stopped. So now, mm. now those islands are there still, and they're just going unused. It's like the it's like a mega project flop thing. Oh, okay. That's yeah. quite sad, yeah, because I remember uh, I remember watching a video way back when they were talking about how they avoid all the sea currents and stuff and make their own, like, water breaks and stuff. Oh, kind of interesting. But, well, seems like it didn't go very far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Well, yeah, yeah, that's sort of what happens if you make a giant project uh, hoping that people will buy it. I mean, these, these sort of projects like... require lots of investment, so... Oh, like... for sure. Innovation requires investment. You well, know innovation it. requires investment <laughs> and reclaiming land, apparently. Not apparently. Oh, yeah. well, imagine you have to fill it all the way from the bottom of the ocean upwards. Yeah. There's no starting from midway. You have to go from the bottom up. <laughs> you have to get all the sand there somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just what the trash... your job. You're just you're like floating over there with just like a whole ship full of sand. Dump it in and go back to fetch more. That's <laughs> just what you do. Yeah, just My get a single is... bucket. Where are they getting the, that sand from? You know, you're reclaiming the ocean. With what sand? Mm. You import it. From where? Well, it depends on what sort of sand you get. Uh, we're not going into a episode where people are explaining uh, specific kinds of dirt. Um, no, we're not <laughs> no, no, doing no. that. Yeah, so let's does. please avoid that. You need specific <laughs> types of dirt. Geologists, uh, if you ever see this, please explain it in the comments. I am, <laughs> I am not going to bore people with this. Uh, no, no, I no, know no. it's super interesting to some people, unfortunately. Yeah, I, don't know why I know most I asked people that. don't find it interesting. <laughs> it's because well, of the say, ecology. Uh, it's the whole uh, situation with the ecology. So you're removing sand from where? Like uh, mm. a, um, riverbanks. That's going to cause problems there. If you're not doing that, you're removing sands from, I don't know, a desert. You're messing with the ecology either way. So I, geologists, please answer this question. In the well, comments. What I was trying to say, I don't even know how it affects the things in the water there, because imagine how many different like species of fish and stuff live there as well that are now, yeah. you know, their homes are going to have to move. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, yeah, the only thing I could guess if I had to put anything to the sand thing was you probably find it's that whole idea of having really big dirt or 
like more you know mm. uh, with lots of spaces in between and then you fill it with smaller more compact dirt and so forth and you go out from there yeah. probably find they can save money with boulders even who knows i don't know how it works but it'd be kind of interesting to see yeah it's kind uh, of like concrete you know where you where that's only made with specific kind of sand so you can't just you know use the sand in the desert next to you <laughs> So yeah, most most uh, concrete just comes from like a a few like a handful of places on Earth. That's interesting. People who didn't know that, yeah. Hey, also, I'm so, the one doing uh, facts you, now. <laughs> you were talking about technology and how it advanced so quickly, but uh, we have this little pandemic thing that uh, I think is holding <laughs> back technology ever so slightly. I think we've got a a worldwide silicon shortage as well, which is uh, always interesting to see. Um, it's this whole idea of oh. Uh, yeah, we have other silicon deposits around the world, but none of it's pure enough, so <laughs> sucks to be you guys. We have like one place to get silicon from. <laughs> I think the main issue isn't that there's a lack of silicon, because you can... Well, if the so price much you can mine at a time. Yeah, if the price is high enough, then you'll find other ways to just use the fucking sand, that silica. Well, I'm not sure if that's a thing, but anyway, um, I think the main issue there is that we purely do not have enough people manufacturing chips because there's like a giant chip shortage at the moment. There's silicon chips. Nope. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't think the, the market of PC and other appliances and so forth are ever going to recover at this rate because I don't know how long we've been talking about how these parts and stuff are also expensive. The prices aren't going down but they're going to be going down soon. And you know, it's been years of hearing this nonsense so yeah, but it know. takes years to ramp up the production for such a thing because, like, I know TSMC is one of the biggest silicon manufacturers in the world, right? They're the silicon chip manufacturers. Their, their fabs are, like, completely, like, all their capacity is basically bought up until, like, four generations of products ahead. So, like, things that aren't even being produced yet have been bought out completely. Oh, so, wow. yeah, they're... With these, in this type of industry, right, you have to plan that far ahead. So if you, if you see something online like, oh, why didn't they just change this bad product to do this instead? It can't be that difficult. Remember, this product was planned years ago. Mm -hmm. So they can change it on a whim. That costs millions of dollars and they need that capacity. So you can't just be like, oh, yeah, we're going to buy your capacity because Apple has most of it already. But anyway, um, I know on the silicon shortage side that um, uh, there's a bunch of places around the world that are building their own fabrication plants. Like these things are gigantic, so they take years to make. So unfortunately, not, it's not a thing that you can just be like, oh yeah, let's just make more. Because no. yeah, it will get better in the future, um, just not anytime soon. You know, it's going to be soon, .tm. <laughs> I, don't know if I, actually, I don't know why you just made me think of this one thing I heard once upon a time and it was basically saying one of the problems with Africa in particular that we have such rich resources but we don't actually manufacture anything else we just like ship out our resources to everywhere else to get it manufactured elsewhere you're talking kind of about the or resource curse <laughs> yes. the resource curse oh, well, yeah. there you go. so yeah I don't know it's, it's kind of a little interesting tidbit for Africa problems <laughs> Well, it's pretty much every Although, country that has a lot of resources. I know Australia has the same problem. 
similar the uh, big issue in africa is that we have contracts so bilateral uh, agreements that we won't manufacture certain things in this country specifically south africa we can't manufacture beyond a specific point and it has to be sent out which is kind of irritating i didn't know that yeah see too many say, things um, specifically i think that you're talking about like the really highly technical stuff though so like for instance circuit boards and stuff i think is like no option in this country I don't know if I'm talking nonsense here. No, is circuit that what you're boards to? do uh, fall underneath that, but um, not. It's not limited to what we're not allowed to manufacture in this country. I was gonna say, isn't it just uh, not the well? Is it actually laws that we're not allowed to build it, or is it that we just have not got the skill set to build? It? That's what I'm asking. Both. So we can't develop the skills because we don't have the manufacturing plants to develop them here. But we can't develop the manufacturing plants because of the agreements. Yeah. So screw that away. Yay. <laughs> and fine. on that depressing just... <laughs> note. So he's all about like, oh, we can't develop this and what whatever. What's interesting, uh, so speaking of like jobs and stuff like that, um, myself and Tash both work in the, the software side of life. And uh, <laughs> one of the things I heard was uh, one of the reasons that Africa is in such a good place with regards to software is that we're so much cheaper than like the really, really big players in software. But we're also not like super super cheap like that little midpoint you know where we're like cheap enough that where they expect a certain quality but also cheap enough that they feel like they're making real gains for what they're paying <laughs> you know <laughs> like that really lovely sweet spot which is an interesting little thought so you're telling um, me they could pay me more doing probably oh well i mean that's how it is with any company right they're always going to be you know taking all the money that you could be making as the little guy at the bottom <laughs> doesn't True. matter where you're from <laughs> profits are just unpaid wages <laughs> To quote Homer Simpson. <laughs> Never thought I'd hear a Simpsons quote in the modern day. <laughs> Sometimes even like air anymore. Oh, obviously it airs probably in some yeah. channels, but does it actually make new episodes? I doubt that, right? They did. They had a whole 26th season after the original voice actor of Homer Simpson passed away. So they, they saw there's still oh, new crap, things. It's still going? Oh, wow. So they wow. recast him then, I assume. Yeah, they did. Sure. That's an interesting thought. Because I remember there were lots of those very like similar programs that I just haven't seen for years. There's The Simpsons, American Dad, Family Guy. Like I don't think I've heard of any of those shows in a while, just except for like random clips that I see. Hmm. Gosh, that's been a long time since I've seen. It's time for nostalgia trips, it seems. Well, as I say, like what would you say is the the more closely similar shows to that these days? I can only think of like you know Rick and Morty would probably be the comedy American show. I mean, um, how many of us actually still watch TV? Me. Except yeah, to be honest, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't watch TV anymore. That's probably a lot of it, yeah. I mean, like, being fortunate enough to have, like, a fast internet connection, because my job, it requires it, and, you know, having, like, Netflix subscriptions and all that, it's sort of, like, just, you know, whatever's on there is on there. I tend to not really care that much for... Because on demand, on demand streaming has like really taken off over the oh, it has over it's this uh, decade. Yeah, it, it's great, but then also it's like, well, shows like that sort of die off. But whether it's a good thing or a bad thing is up to uh, whoever is listening to this. But yeah, I mean, oh. it's just you a changing what? landscape. <laughs> it makes me laugh. One of my favorite comparisons ever. So I don't know what it's called in other countries, but for instance, in South Africa, we have DSTV, which is like the collection of all the different TV channels. 
and you pay a subscription to watch this. Yeah. Or satellite TV. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> one of my favorite comparisons when uh, Netflix got really big and then they started Hulu and all these things was that in the distant future, there would be this amazing concept to combine all of these streaming services into one package and invent something called TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we are going full circle because everyone and their dog has a streaming service now. Yeah. I mean, Disney I Plus, actually Netflix... <laughs> I was gonna say I even know people that have subscri- well, like accounts for their dogs. Now that you mention it, oh, no. wow. <laughs> they usually like. I, I remember I went to a friend's house and he was like, "Oh yeah, you, we're gonna you can watch Netflix on this TV or whatever where you're staying, uh, and you can just use the dog's account." I'm like, "The dog has an account?" He's like, "Yeah, we didn't know what else to name it. We're not gonna call it the guest account, so we gave it to the dog." I'm like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, <But> appreciate." <laughs> is that kind of makes sense? So you're keeping it within the family and you don't want to like name it the guest, but. Did you know there's such thing called like dog TV or puppy TV? So especially it became really big in the pandemic and for, you know, indoor pets. You just put on the show and dogs will sit down and even some cats, they are programs for cats, will sit down and just watch. And like they'll be fascinated by this. And you sit there and you're like, is this, is this how the... Uh, overlord aliens that exist there see us when we watch TV. Is this how it is? <laughs> we've oh, we've gone how, full circle now. <laughs> dogs are watching TV. Also, so you know how um, you say, oh, that you know, dogs need TV or whatever. My friend the other day, I was telling her about how my my cat, she doesn't like going in the car and so forth. She will scream the entire way, no matter where we're going. She, I think she just always assumes that it's time to go to the vet, or she just like <laughs> hates the experience altogether. Then my friend was telling me, oh no, she uses a Spotify playlist, which is called like cat music or some nonsense, and it just calms her cat down. And I'm like, are you oh, kidding no. me? They have cat like playlists. Oh, you've got to be joking. They have great playlists as well. This is amazing. I need to go find this now. <laughs> yeah. So they have bird playlists for, you know, your parrots and your parakeets that learn to speak. Yeah, your pandemoniums. Um, <laughs> I just had to. Sorry, guys. Uh, and you, you just play that in the background while you've gone to work and um, it gives your bird some chance to pick up some vocabulary or understand some things as well, which is interesting. Like, uh, I, I can assume that then if they want to be picking up things, they have to have repeated phrases and so forth, right? That's all I can think of. That. I guess. It's also common but... music that plays in there. I mean, it kind of, I, I get the idea behind it because I actually think it is quite unfair for a lot of animals who are stuck inside with no stimulation of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, yeah, it's depressing, actually. But uh, for instance, my cat, right? She's busy actually sleeping behind me right now. And uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she'll hear me talking about her and saying rude things about her behind her back, but oh well. <laughs> um, so ever since the pandemic began, I've started working from home. And goodness gracious, she's become so needy. Like, I used to be able to leave her at home, her little toys or whatever, to keep her busy, and then you know, see her back when I get back. And then I started the pandemic thing, and then was working in my actual bedroom for a while. And I decided, no, I'm sick of working in my bedroom, because it's just kind of, you know, my workspace has infiltrated my, my sleeping space and so forth, so I decided to move to the other side of the house. And then, I promise you, didn't cry once the whole time I was working in my bedroom. But now, probably three times a day, I will just hear this screaming across the house. 
and just this like absolute horror show going on in my bedroom. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on? I'll go one over there and she's like, oh, he's home. It's so lovely. And she starts running up to purring next to me. I'm like, oh, you're just being needy. You're just <laughs> upset about me not being here. Yeah, and then goes... I'll, I'll, I'll pick her up and I'll take her to my little office where I'm working and then she'll scream the whole way there and then she'll purr my lap when I finally get there. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to the vet. I'm just taking it to my office so you'll keep quiet. It's great. Oh, she's that... so incredibly needy. That's... The she's screams so from your bedroom is, why, why have you abandoned me? Why? Come back. No, don't leave <laughs> That's me what here. you think, but actually the cat was there busy doing some sort of ritual. <laughs> oh my gosh and you've just interrupted it yeah it's like oh yeah you're here hi i love you so much <laughs> please just ignore all, all of this cool what like. i was doing <laughs> meanwhile you've got like a ouija board on under your bed just chilling there it's like you know she was conversing with the ghosts again <laughs> yeah, well, she does that quite odd sometimes sometimes i'll come in there and she'll be like oh What's this? I've been caught, and then she'll run behind the bed. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I can see you. <laughs> see, I knew it. Cats are evil. <laughs> no, they're not evil. They're just our lo lovely overlords that we would never say anything rude about. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. As if you didn't just spend the past five seconds. Five <laughs> seconds? Well, it was longer than that. I think it was like five minutes. Daisy, my cat, she's a, she's a good, loving overlord. She would never do anything mean to me. Mm -hmm. uh, at least I'm going to guilt trip her into not doing anything mean to me <laughs> that guy sounds like a cry you're... for hope no so she's an odd one right you know you get those scratch posts and stuff like she doesn't use those but she loves my desk though oh yeah my desk is a lecker scratch post though oh she likes that one oh I don't know South African slang coming through there oh uh, <laughs> yeah, the lovely uh, scratch post. <laughs> I'm, I technically lacquer means nice, but there's there's no you know. There's no, no like the English translation, yeah. Exactly. This, it's just lacquer. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly um, enough, uh, my friend was telling me the other day that oh, uh, when you use slang like that, which is usually derived from Afrikaans, they call it uh, well when you're speaking English and you throw those in every now and again. She calls it mengels or something. Mengels. I was like, yeah, yeah, like like. Like, I don't know. Like a mix of English. She's English or yeah. something or other. I yeah. don't know what she's going on about. But yeah, that is kind of an interesting little thing to call it. But uh, apparently I don't use enough slang to be classified as mingles. So I'm apparently not good enough for that classification. Hopefully yeah. one day I'll have achieved that level of slang. Yeah. Just start using ne more often. No, that's your thing. I must do your little phrase. You it's not that my one. thing. That's you a South African phrase. What do you it mean? Is. No, that's, that's hers though for sure. She loves no, it. What man. do you mean? Uh-uh. I've already inherited one of her things. I keep doing that mm, mm, nonsense <laughs> the whole time. I don't, I can't stop doing it now. It's so annoying. It, it's the fact that you're aware that you not only do it, but you got it from me, that you, it's even more irritating. It's so frustrating. It's unbelievable. It's one of those things where I acknowledge the fact that it's like an agreement sound. Mm -hmm. Why do I keep doing it? I can't stop. Yeah, for, for the listeners who don't know, um, South Africa is an extremely diverse country. We, we have, have 11, 11 official fishing. languages, yeah. Um, so they do tend to intermingle a lot. So you get like really weird slang, like lacquer, which is uh, Afrikaans word. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll typically just say ne. Ne? <laughs> when, when it's like a confirmation, you know, like it's like you get it or Isn't something. Isn't it all right? Yeah. Yeah, 
It's like, is, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, mm. it's, it's basically like that. It's like when you're like at the end of the sentence, you're like, oh, oh, you saw that, ne? <laughs> it's, it's like a real, it's a really weird phrase that doesn't translate very well. But that's just some context for, for all the listeners. All two of you. <laughs> oh, no, I keep I telling you there's going to be five. Together, that we'll even have two. <laughs> I think there's going to be five. Okay, we'll make bets. Uh, how many listeners are there going to be in the first few okay. days? Before I say any bet on this, I don't want to include family members, okay? For okay. ourselves, okay? Because if we're including that, then you guys are going to shaft me on this. <laughs> I don't want to this nonsense. No, if you I'll say like I'll say five, and then she'll be like, hey, sister, I mean, brother, can you help me? Could you watch this for me? And then, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> So, the, for all the listeners of the podcast, either way, uh, we should, probably should have given this information at the start, but we'll pretty much be posting uh, our podcast every second week. Um, so, by the time you hear this, uh, everything will be outdated, and we'll all probably be dead by then, because you never know what happens no. in, in this uh, pandemonium pandemic world. Well, it's not post-pandemic, still. It's in the well, pan- I mean, it works as fast as the post office, so... We might as well just... <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> That's an interesting one about South Africa is the fact that we have uh, a postal system that literally no one trusts and that there's so many other services, but the postal system just exists anyway, even though no one believes in it. Yeah, you I mean, can get your salsa grants a... from there now. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's basically a monopoly. So, I mean, when something is government run and basically the only service like that, then... It's, it's not ESCOM. going to be very good. Yeah, like um, for for the people who don't know, ESCOM is the the utilities provider, so the power for electricity. So ESCOM has a very shady history. Uh, it's currently involved in a lot of corruption and uh, a bunch of lawsuits. And they're our only power provider. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the same in other countries, but... Uh, because of that, we have this thing now called load shedding, which is a very unique African phrase now that um, for two hours of, well, your specific slot in a day, you won't have power for two hours. So congratulations. Minimum. Yeah, minimum. <laughs> so yes, that's a very South African thing. On load shedding. <laughs> oh, load shedding. I told you guys before, I'm pretty sure that I used to have a really, really terrible grid back in Johannesburg when I lived there. Where... Um, Basically, it's, it's odd, actually, though. You say you have two hours, because I think you're Pretoria side. Yeah. And, yeah, Johannesburg, uh, when I lived there, it was four hours per area. Um, oh, wow. It'd be a little bit less frequent, but it'd be four hours. And then I moved to Cape Town, and now it's obviously back to two hours, which just seems to be the normal one. I don't know why I was stuck with four. I have but then when I was the living moment. there, specifically in the area I was living, it was this weird thing of us not being on one grid, but on two grids at once, right? Because we were in, like, a middle area or something. Or other. And... I would get two sets of load shedding. Yes. I imagine you had eight hours of load shedding. Just eight <laughs> hours of no power. This is like ridiculous. It's your whole day is just stuffed. It's so, so terrible. Oh my gosh. I remember that once I, I went to the office and I thought, what's oh, up, man? The office is load shedding. So I would go home and go work from home or whatever. Load shedding. Drives home. No, no. So obviously that slot was, uh, you know, I actually still power at my place because I looked on the little app that you have and you can see that there's it's no load shedding. Push. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not give context on why it's named that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so 
that that app i was like oh okay i got power went home worked for like an extra three hours or whatever it was and then flipping my power goes out it just never comes back <laughs> it's just like i don't have power anymore wow. and, uh, i will say that uh it, it doesn't happen very frequently but the one time i do remember us having real problems with the the water supply and stuff that is far worse i'd rather have uh water but no power than have power but no water because goodness gracious oh the no water it hits you hard yeah, some places that work on like electrical pumps, they get the combo. You get no power and no water for those two hours, so uh, I yeah. guess do whatever you want. Mm. Just not bath or enjoy any of your modern technology. <laughs> I remember uh, when I was in high school, there was <laughs> those massive uh, water shortages in Cape Town. No. And uh, oh, yeah. living in Johannesburg at the time, they were like, Oh, we feel so bad for Cape Town. You guys must send water over there. You guys, you must bring on Monday some water. I remember, it was like the saddest thing ever. People donating bottles of water and stuff to send to another province. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Cape Town's really far away from here, but yeah. Um, South Africans have big hearts, Tertius. Uh, sometimes, I mean... <laughs> Let's let's not um let's not go into the history of this country. Oh yes, let's not do that. Not that's a um episode for another day. Yeah. Anyway, um so a few interesting facts about our country, uh since we're like talking about a bunch of different cities. Um so our country has three different capitals. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's Pretoria, <laughs> where I live. That's um the which is the like presidential capital right Tule you'll need to correct me on this uh it's the judiciary the... no the judiciary is the it's Bloemfontein yeah it's Bloemfontein uh... which is like in between Cape Town and Pretoria and then you have Cape Town which is the house of parliament yeah so yeah we have three capitals um it's very unique say... it basically <laughs> stops us all from you know forming our own government <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, do you mind doing me a favor? Can yeah. you move to Bloom real quick? Can we oh, have then one we'd each? all... Yeah, come on. <laughs> you mind well, just moving for us real quick? I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I can't. On that. I go to... I, I have classes up here in Joburg, and I actually have to go in. <laughs> this is the technology age. Do them online. So. Yeah, oh, everything's online Oh, no, I'm teaching now. classes in person. Had you said uh, this last year? I, I won't lie. Speaking of like doing them in person... It's, it's weird how uh, everyone, you know, obviously there's a lot of convenience that comes from working from home and like learning from that. But there's just something so much easier about just being able to speak to someone in person and like, you know, work things out together in person than to do it online. Oh yeah, it's know. the same at work. Like, like when you're working from, from home or online, just remotely in general, it's a lot more difficult if you get stuck on a project on a on a pro you know anywhere really because you're sitting there you're stuck you, you have no idea what's going on and you're like you message your senior it's like yo can you help me with this problem and then and i should you not it takes six hours for them to be able to help me because they're in meetings all day mm. oh this is the this is the type of thing that typically happens uh, I'm not saying that has happened recently, luckily to me, not yet, um, but like in previous working times. I think the other thing is also you don't really have context on what the other person's up to. So like, let's say I message a senior for like some help or whatever, 
and then you know you don't know if he's like really trying to meet a deadline or something because you aren't you know speaking to him in person he can't really give you that context that easily you have to yeah. type you an essay to give you the idea so just sometimes you know work gets to them as well they have to get stuff done so they can't really get to you <laughs> and they're just like i've been waiting for 12 hours <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no the deadline so here's one reason why I might consider moving to Bloemfontein. Sorry to derail your conversation on deadlines and stuff. Is that it's called or referred to as the City of Roses. Now, have you guys ever seen roses in Bloemfontein? I've seen I've big hail, opened. yeah. I guess oh. I guess a oh. block of hail can be considered... Um... A rose. <laughs> rose <laughs> <laughs> It, it blooms from the clouds and lands on your head. Anyone that lives in Bloemfontein, please confirm with us. Are there really pretty roses that the entire city gets known as the City of Roses? Or are you just filthy liars? <laughs> ah. And then it goes... I was um, say, so, so Plum, what is your, your favourite flower for the people out there? Tell them your favourite flower. <laughs> you, you, lo you love flowers. I do. I do love flowers. Last year, I went through this phase of painting flowers for my friends. Um... I really do like flowers. Uh, don't give me life flowers that have been cut out because those die mm, and that makes me well. sad. But I still think that they're very pretty and thought does count. Um, so I have two favorite flowers. If we're talking about convenience and things, tulips are the way to go for me. They're beautiful. They're colorful. They're, they smell great. Like, oh, tulips are amazing. But um, favorite flower as a whole would have to be um, almond blossoms. Yeah, you've told me about the almond blossoms before. Mm. Oh, they actually look incredible, though. I can understand why. Yeah, I'm in there as in Flores. I 100% though, agree with you on the idea of the cut flowers thing. It's just, it's so silly. I get that it has this whole romantic thing behind it for people, getting a bunch of flowers or whatever. Mm. But uh, for me personally, the gift of when it comes to flowers and so forth, it always has to be a potted plant. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's just so much better. It's something that you can, you know, keep on your desk or something like that. And a lot of creative Michael. things you can do with it. I know that you you didn't inherit your family's green thumb, so I wouldn't give you that because you would still end up dying. What the hell? Why do you say I haven't got a green thumb? What do you know about me? What did I do? Huh? It's gardening your forte. Hmm? No, no, okay, so here's the problem, right? Okay. It won't die if I'm in charge of it. It's probably getting me to go out there. <laughs> so it will die. <laughs> the the problem is, I, I'm so... Uh, I'm one of those people that I really want to get things done quickly, you know? So I, I will just try and get things done as quickly as humanly possible, make sure it works 100%. And the problem is, my family, when they want a garden, they want a garden. Now we are literally digging up the entire universe and we are moving an entire flower bed to somewhere else. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I want to die. This is going to take the entire day. So I don't know. I, I don't mind it and I, I don't think I'll go around killing plants, but uh, I definitely more of the type that like, so for instance, the, the potted plants I mentioned, I, I like my potted plants. Like, I've got a, a ton of pot plants all around my office right now that are, I love, and they create a nice green atmosphere around where I'm working. There's a little bit of little bit of air and so forth. Oddly enough, I think... Uh, oh, I could be talking on my backside here. But um, it's some kind of uh, snake-related name of a plant. It's these uh, kind of, like, wispy leaves and so forth. And apparently, <laughs> they're, like, the most efficient producer of um, oxygen in the world or whatever. And if you were to, like, lock someone in a room with too many of those, they could actually die. <laughs> like a sealed room. Which is kind of interesting to think about. So it is called a snake, snake plant? snake grass or something. Yeah, snake. It's a snake plant. Yeah. 
is the shriek she's called um snake plant saint george's sword mother-in-law's tongue the viper's bowstring hemp oh why does this thing have so many uh, it's it originates from west africa so we can understand mm. when the rest of the world saw these they came up with interesting names for them yeah, I, I don't know. And also, sorry, the, the other thing about the potter plants is that uh, the reason I also really like them is there are such interesting pots you can get for people, especially for the desk plants. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so cool. Now we're going no, no, into so pots? I, what the fuck? No, 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 so seriously though. Okay, I, I, my favorite one that I've ever gotten was I got it for my mother for oh, her birthday last year. Um, and it's literally a little white potted plant, or uh, white uh, bowl, or Pot, pot which um the actual th is like designed to look like a hedgehog right and then it has a cactus above it so it's got these little cactus above it where it looks like it's the the prickles of this little porcupine thing and it's just so cute i love it oh i love that thing it's such a cute little pot plant for the listeners i is, promise uh... we're more interesting than this um... <laughs> what <laughs> i think that's really cool it's a really nice gift i don't know i like it Oh, I, I think the, the listeners are going to enjoy cool. listening to Michael Fan about a gift that he supposedly bought for his mother when he clearly bought it for supposedly. himself to see under okay, the guise well, of giving I mean, it to his mom. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be the most intelligent thing to buy something for myself. I'd be a bit daft. Although I suppose it would have worked then, I suppose. But yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I struggle with buying gifts for people because uh, I don't like the idea of giving people gifts that they know exactly what they're going to get. Yes, I have oh, learned no. that the hard way. Yeah, so so Tuli for her birthday, <laughs> I ended up asking her like, I don't know what to buy for you. Do you have any suggestions? And then I'm dug myself a hole because now she sends me a list of suggestions of things that I can get her, and now I don't want to get any of them because she knows that I'm going to get her. So now I have to find something well, else anyway. I wouldn't anyway. have known <laughs> what like you got exactly on that list. What? I wouldn't have known if you chose the specific thing off of that list until I got the gift. Oh, well, I mean. Probably not, but like, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Tasha, what's your, what's your strategy for gift giving if you are so good at it, Mr. Interesting Man? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying so we're more boring. interesting than, sit than sitting here talking about a pot that I put my what plant do you mean? in. It's so cute. I'll okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite upset that you aren't blessed with the sight of my little hedgehog porcupine. Well, uh, I mean, we can't plant. see it. It's an audio-only podcast at the moment, Michael. <laughs> I, will find, I will send a picture of it. It's fine. Although, what are we yeah. supposed to do? Give the give the viewers eyes? Okay, yeah, I suppose on the radio side, there's definitely, well, not the radio, the audio-only parts definitely won't be able to be seen. But you know what I mean. Either way, I think it's cute. <laughs> you know what? It's a good gift. Michael, you're in charge of the social media. You can just post the picture of it. No, actually, Tilly, you're in charge of the social media. Wait, what? When did that yeah, happen? Um... <laughs> the last time we spoke about this, Michael was in charge of social media. No, we decided this like a few times now. No. Yeah, Michael's and inside of the clip. Yeah, you're also gonna be. You, I was gonna say you're also gonna be doing the main video edit now because uh, there's so many clips to be made. The Tash and I have to both do it together. <laughs> uh, have you brushed up on your your editing skills? I mean, I can, but fine. I'll run the social media. You run the entire podcast. By the way, there's no, also no. A, a small investment of 10,000 Rand that has to go in now to get the accounts up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Nice. Okay, just five each, five each. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it sounds like a five star each. <laughs> five star, I'll take it. Hell yeah, yeah five stars. I'll take a Let's chocolate. go, buddy. Woohoo! 
Jeez. Okay. Have you have you ever? Uh, oh, now I'm back on food now. Because have you ever been to um, those like star related restaurants and so forth? Like the Michelin star ones. Yeah, Michelin star rated restaurants. I haven't actually been to a single one, to be honest. I am uh, not so, a not I an elegant been man. To one in South Africa. <laughs> Well, so I remember when I was growing up, my my father took us to because I think I think it's three stars is like the best restaurant. I I could be correct, yeah. uh, incorrect on that. But then I remember there was one in Cape Town, but for some reason it was four stars. Is and this I was the one like, that was what? at the, the top of the turning tower? I don't think it was at the top. Or well, at least I didn't go to the top of a turning tower. It was quite a large building, but this was quite a long time ago. I remember the the main thing for me was that we went and had some really overly priced sushi there. Um, and then we walked around the back there to go look around the place and then we saw a helicopter pad and I was like, oh, helicopter, oh this helicopter. place is fancy. And then, um, yeah, I remember that this place, for some reason, it had one star more than what I thought was the limit on the stars, which is kind of interesting. That is um, very interesting. I don't know. I, I've, I don't think I've gone to many places of that, um, you know, with star ratings and so forth. I, actually, I'm trying to remember if there's any places around that. Yeah. That's exactly it, because I think uh, there's only, well, I think there's a lot of places that you can get incredible food that wouldn't have those kinds of ratings. And um, yeah, I think also a lot of food also comes with the ambience. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you could have some really, really good food, but in like just an absolutely horrible place and just not enjoy the experience, you know? So that'll just impact your food as well. It's kind of an interesting little thing. I don't know. I'd like to try it at some point. Um, we accept donations, everyone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, we don't have the nation set up. So uh, enjoy listening to this uh, for free, I guess. With the occasional Spotify ad. If if one just played there, I'm very sorry. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that timing where it's just like, including the occasional Spotify ad. Ad. <laughs> Cuts to ad. <laughs> Remove your ads YouTube now with ad. Spotify Premium. You don't have YouTube I say, Premium. Actually, I remember when Spotify came out, a lot of my friends were all using the the ad related version and then mm -hmm. i don't think i know anyone that doesn't have premium or uses a different service at this point yeah spotify is relatively affordable yeah for its music service well oddly enough i'm, I'm one of those weird people that pays for youtube premium so Same. i have youtube music there you go and uh i've actually been incredibly happy with the service overall yeah. I, you'll probably find there's lots of caveats that I'm not aware of, but I'll happily stay ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking yeah, of yeah, Spotify ads, <laughs> I discovered no, that yeah. Spotify, um, you know, they, they block off the music according to regions and licensings and everything, right? Yeah. Mm. But um, their adverts were also um, region-specific. So I had traveled while I still had um, Spotify not premium. You know, it's just the normal play pleb version of spotify and mm. that, that was when i was in second year of varsity so i traveled to japan at the end of that year and literally all of my ads started changing to like japanese and i was like what oh uh, like i didn't believe it like i thought there was a glitch in the matrix or something at first and like i watched the thing and i was like oh that's interesting i bet you no one else knows the screenshot and share everywhere spotify's ads are region specific too yeah but Ads on everything awesome. are region specific, Julie. Listen, that's how I don't ads pay work. attention to online ads enough for me to know that I was so excited. I was like, oh my that's, gosh, I'm busy getting ad Japanese works. ads. But do you I think like, like do you think like Japanese companies pay that they'll 
they'll get ads here in South Africa. Like imagine just like sitting there on your on your YouTube and then suddenly one of those like freaky Japanese ads come from comes on. And it's just like a guy dressed in a banana suit. You wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. And because they're probably speaking Japanese in it as well, you definitely don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. No, but like I thought and it kind of would have made more sense to me. I'm not going to Japan to stay in Japan or anything. My phone is still a South African phone and everything. I still have my South African SIM card. When I first noticed this um, this change, I hadn't gotten the Japanese tourist SIM card just yet. And um, my phone listened to me and tracked the fact of my flights and everything. So it knew I was leaving Japan, right? Mm. Why would you target me with Japanese adverts? I'm not really going to buy into them it's not going to hit me the same way that it would someone that's going to be in japan for a very long period of time or is immigrating to japan or lives in japan then you get what i mean it's because your internet your internet's being routed through japan yeah. because you're in yeah. japan so you're getting japanese content Listen, i think you're giving a bit too much credit to the, the technology behind yeah. that yeah. i think they're just like in that area get that ad i think that's as far as it as goes two people <laughs> that work in uh, software engineering both me and michael we're just sitting here like do people not know this Listen, <laughs> i repeat again that i did not pay attention to ads enough for me to notice this okay yeah but how do you well. think it automatically switches languages between countries do you think when you first set it up, you're like, okay, I can't read what the fuck's going on. I'm just going to hit buttons until it switches to Danish. <laughs> <laughs> so I've never been in that problem where I don't, where I haven't understood the, you know, this is the language button. Well, actually, usually a lot of those, like, for instance, apps, they actually do look at your system language, though, which is a little mm -hmm. bit helpful for that. Um, I wanted to tell you one I saw a little headline the other day on Reddit which killed me because you look at like all these ads not paying attention to them there's some kind of movie related company or some kind of service or something where they basically were saying oh they're going to basically use your phone's camera to watch your eyes to ensure that you're looking at the ad <gasps> and that was like insane I was like oh my gosh we're heading towards like ready player one kind of territories <laughs> Yeah, just that, like take over your consciousness with ads that, that for sure <laughs> will be like something. super illegal because you're you're tracking biometric data at that point yeah well, i think that's why it was a headline i'm not too sure i didn't actually read any article on it but uh i thought it was kind of interesting yeah we're giving facebook wet dreams here <laughs> <laughs> meta facebook doesn't exist anymore no facebook still exists it's just the company is now meta i yeah. hate that word so much as a standalone word or like as a word in general, you know, used as a suffix? As in that suddenly Facebook becomes meta and then they're using it like, no, this is the new meta. It's like, fuck off. Uh, yeah. Stop trying to be cool. <laughs> it, it's kind it's like, I feel like these giant tech companies are sort of acting like, uh, like, you know, when you go to high school, like, <laughs> for, like eighth grade, right? So you get into high school and you think like, yes, this is a new beginning and everyone's like this. So then they'll start doing like really stupid and cringy shit that they think is cool. Like when, when you're at that age, you're like, yes, I am so cool. And now 20 years later, when you look back at that picture, you realize just how cringy you were and you just hate everything about it. That's how I feel these tech companies are going to be. 
I for one they have haven't gone through, high through that yet. cringy phase, okay? Yeah, because uh, you're still it in it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look back at photos from my younger days and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so ahead of my time. Self-love is important, people. Is this how extroverts think? Have I, I just been I'm doing it wrong? I'm picking up something from me in primary school that I will just not even mention the context of because I never want anyone to know it happened. <laughs> oh no. Do oh tell. my gosh. Do tell. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. I'm overhyping it. It's basically, I remember there was like school videos and stuff. Like you do plays and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember, yo, I was still very much feeling out my sense of humor in those days. Let's just put it that way. I was really not that funny. <laughs> oh. Things that yeah, make me cringe about videos like that, so from primary school days or from 19-whatever-ago, um, <laughs> is the qu camera quality of them. Because when it came out, you're always like, oh my gosh, it's such a great video and everything. And then you compare it to like modern-day video qualities and stuff, and you're like, this is so grainy, oh my gosh. That's what makes me cringe. Bad video quality. Okay. Yeah. I remember growing up when uh, I had really, really bad internet. I actually used to watch videos on like 480p and think it is so nice. It is so cool. I can't believe I can watch it in such high quality. <laughs> no, I can't even watch it 480. It's unusable. It's actually not able to be used. Yeah, that, when so that was like the, the thing. Like on 480p, it was like, yes, this is like totally watchable, right? It, it's when Blackberries were a thing. Um, yeah. This might be too old for most of the audience. Um, but blackberries were like a major thing when we were in high school so it was like revolutionary at the time we would because you get when free in internet school. yeah you get free internet with your blackberry so what did we do we downloaded everything but unfortunately at the time everything was just the 480 or 360p uh -huh. So as I say, it's probably it's probably that's too old technology for Tilly to remember. Hey Tilly, I literally <laughs> just said I was in primary school. Okay. Yeah, you've just got your two resident boomers here, and then. <laughs> Odd, oddly enough, I remember when everyone was giving me blackberries. I was like, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna get like a really really trashy touch screen. <laughs> oh no. No. So I, didn't have a, I never had a blackberry. Oddly enough. I remember everyone was using BBM and yes. I was just like, I don't have BBM, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was the rise of Mixit and then we see BBM coming from Blackberries and Mixit slowly starting to die out because not everyone had a Blackberry. And then we see WhatsApp coming into the picture and WhatsApp is just like game over for everyone. Yo, uh, yeah, I remember I was the coolest kid I knew because I spent 10 Rand to buy a Mixit Quicksilver thief. <laughs> also chops myself. Oh yeah, but, I remember uh, those when you had to like pay pay money to like send stickers or something. To this day, I remember the trauma. So I used to have a, you know that that phone that everyone talks about when it comes to the Nokia's. I think it's the thirty three ten or something yeah. like that. Oh and, yeah, like, original like brick Nokia that everyone had. I also had one of those growing up, and um, I remember on that phone I couldn't I didn't really have much space. So I couldn't really put songs or anything on it. And I remember there was a, an advert on TV where you had to um, dial this number to get this ringtone. And then the bottom in really small print that my really bad TV, I couldn't actually read what the fine print said. 
and it was the long short of it was that every single month it would charge you like oh, I don't no. know five rand or something to have this yes. ringtone. And I had this, I, had, I remember I had this ringtone that was something like a battery that was powering down or something. That was the ringtone I wanted. <laughs> and I was like, wasting my my like five rand of airtime on this battery. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember I was in a full on panic because my airtime just disappeared suddenly. And I was like, no! Oh my god, tell my, my mom and dad I've wasted my airtime. <laughs> and they never tell you how to cancel it. You always have to go and find out, like, with intense researching or asking someone else that I went through the same issue. How do I cancel the subscription? I know, I 100%. Yo, speaking of canceling those subscriptions, I'll tell you guys something about Innocent Michael that is, like, seriously embarrassing. <laughs> It's Michael the so Innocent. The, the, when, I was, when I was growing up, the first game I ever got, because I, I got into gaming quite late in my life. Um, well, I say late, but obviously earlier than some. But the um, first console I ever, I ever had, well, portable console, was I had the Game Boy Advance, and I had Pokemon Leaf Green. And I remember I was like really excitedly playing this game and things like that. And I remember one day I had this realization, because I just never wanted to spend money. I was so scared of spending money. So I remember in the game, I would often like be mashing A to go through dialogue quicker. And I remember I'd go to like the Pokemon Center to heal up your Pokemon. And I was so worried that this thing was charging me money and it was stressing me out. So I was like <laughs> reading booklet after booklet like, does this Pokemon Center cost you money? Because I didn't have internet at the time, so I couldn't look it up online. <laughs> so oh, I was no shame, panicking man. there. <laughs> How do you feel Aww. in the microtransaction era? You're just like, okay, if I shoot this bullet, will they charge me money now? Oh, your microtransactions. Like, I remember those ruined some of my games when I was growing up a little bit. So like, I remember... Hearthstone, which is a card game. Oh, yeah? I remember me and, me and two of my friends started playing that together back in early high school. And we were like really keen to play it. Yeah, it's so exciting. But only one of us had a card, a credit card at the time. Or like a, a debit card or whatever. <laughs> I remember we were playing it all together, having so much fun. But then that one friend figured out how to use microtransactions. And oh, then he just no. had the best cards ever. It just was ruining me and my other friend. I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. It sucks. He's got all the good cards I don't have. No, shit. Oh. No, that's just scummy, to be honest. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, though, looking back on it. Oh. But yeah, you know what really screwed me over at some point? So back in the day um, when we were in high school, so we didn't have like uncapped fast fiber internet at that time here especially in this country like this, this it was the internet was garbage all the time every day for a very day. long time <laughs> for a very long time um so like what we would have is we had this like little like this little dongle you plug into your pc and you would have like two gigabytes of of 3g internet for the month right so obviously like th that was bought for me for you know research and stuff for 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 school cool. projects obviously i didn't use it for that because i i'm a dumbass i just like gaming um so then like at those times like that's just when the like day one patches started coming in for on like steam and stuff right so then you would get this new game and then it was just like start downloading like without you knowing like after it's done installing because like as a kid you don't expect this to suddenly start happening like you get a disc that's your game cool that's what you grew up with so then some sometimes i would just get this game i'll install it it's like cool 
and then I'll leave and like go to school or something. I will come back and then it would be there like, oh, okay, it downloaded two gigs of a 10 gig update. So oh, it's like all of oh, your data gone. That's all my that's all my internet for the entire month gone. Done. That's <laughs> it. That's all I have. And that it didn't even finish. Over. Yeah, and it doesn't even finish. Did I ever tell you the story about me trying to get Battlefield 3? Oh no. So um I got Battlefield so as I said, I got into gaming quite a bit later. So this was around the time that Battlefield 4 was releasing. And I went to uh, the convention that we have called Rage. Um and I got Battlefield 3 on a really good special. And I was like with my trashy laptop and I was like, yes, I'm gonna go play Battlefield 3. It's so cheap and I got it. Yay, I can't <laughs> wait to play this. And that was back in the time when I had a 10 gigs of internet available in the whole house. And oh. a really slow line. Alright. So Battlefield 3, I think at the time, must have been like 15 gigs big, maybe 20 gigs big. I can't tell you how much it was. I remember I had 10 gigs of internet. So, <laughs> I remember I went home, I started downloading it. And when it got to like 5 gigabytes, I had to pause the download. And then I just left it. Because I can't waste all the internet or something to get ruined by my parents. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll carry on next month. <laughs> I oh, next month. No. It took me three months to download this game. That's all I remember. It took me three months to download. Oh, no. <laughs> I remember that, that, this entire time that PC couldn't be turned off because I was too scared about losing my progress on this download. For three months. <laughs> so this it took me three months to download this game, right? And I remember I was so excited that I could finally play it. And I boosted it and I couldn't beat the tutorial because it lagged so badly. Oh, so I no. Play. <laughs> It was all for nothing. <laughs> I've never been so depressed about a game in my life. Ooh, yeah, that was that was the day I started saving up to buy my first computer because, uh, you know, my trashy laptop couldn't play this game that I took three months to download. I feel like all these like <laughs> I feel like all these gaming purchases in your life are just giving you PTSD at this point. Like that's that's what I'm gathering from this. Michael just has intense PTSD from games. And yet he still plays, guys. What is your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you talk about oh, that's what we were, I was gonna say earlier. Um, you talk about oh, these different regions and stuff and things like that. Well, I know, we have a uh, Gavin, which is our friend that lives in Australia, and uh, I sometimes like to you know gift people games and stuff. Like uh, when we were playing Pummel Party and stuff, I wanted to. It was on a really good special, so I was gifting a whole lot of copies for people to join us. Yeah, and then. I wanted to send a copy to Gavin because he wanted to play with us. But the problem is he's in Australia and I'm in South Africa. Yeah, he can't and because, claim it. Yeah. yeah, he could not claim the product. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. Ooh. And I remember like Keegan, uh, he was staying in the UK for the holidays or something. And I sent him a copy. But because he was in the UK, he couldn't claim it until he came back to South Africa. Wow. I was like, this is just daft. This is like seriously silly. Imagine like buying a Steam key and then it being like, no, you can't use it in this country. You have to go to this country to redeem it. Wait, wouldn't the VPN work for that? I actually think it would, but I think this was definitely before the, the VPN popularity craze. Well, what a coincidence, because this episode is sponsored by... No, we're not actually <laughs> sponsored by VPN. I'm being... I'm... <laughs> I just like doing this. Uh, I, I make people think we're going into an ad, so uh, they'll skip ahead and Quite then not realize what happened. You're welcome, okay. guys. Like the Spotify ad that just started right now. Hmm. 
Oh really? Okay. <laughs> That's interesting timing then. But as I say, um, oddly enough, I've never actually purchased my own VPN. I've just never really felt the the need for it. The only time I've ever actually had to use one though was I was trying to download a game. Um, at once upon a time that a friend wants to play with me. But the problem was that game could not be downloaded in South Africa. Just for oh. some reason. So I had to download the game in the UK with the VPN, and then I could play it on South African internet. You just couldn't download it on South African internet for some reason. That is wow. so weird. It, it, was, it was Final Fantasy fourteen the MMO. For some reason, you just could not download it in South Africa. I don't know why. And the worst part was I didn't even end up liking the game. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, you just have pure gaming PTSD. <laughs> I just have issues for some reason with games. It just doesn't work out for What's me. What's going to happen when you start playing mobile games, Michael? Like, are you just going to be like, damn it, I spent all my credit card money on King... Um... Speaking of mobile games, yes. I'll tell you another story quickly. Uh, no. ends. Um, so I've never spent money in mobile games, but I've definitely strategized to avoid spending money. <laughs> I have a trauma that I can tell you guys, okay? So back in uh, early high school, if you guys remember, uh, Clash of Clans was incredibly popular. Yeah, and I yeah. remember... Primary school I re- <laughs> what, The most overpowered thing you could have was lots of builders. This was before builders were easy to get and there were lots of ways to get gems because the only thing that you could use to buy uh, builders was gems. So I remember like in the tutorial, I wouldn't use the gems that they were using to teach you. So it'd be like, you know, this is gonna take five minutes to do in the tutorial so you can boost things with gems. In the tutorial, I wouldn't boost. I'd wait for this five minutes in the tutorial <laughs> to skip so I wouldn't have to use those gems. I remember I was I felt so cool. I was like, yeah, I finally got I'm, I'm the only person who's got like, I don't know, three or four builders or whatever it was at the time. And it must have been like a year later. And then they made gems super easy to get, and then everyone had four builders. And I was like, I put all this effort into saving these gems. I never skipped anything. Except I had that tutorial message popping up constantly. But yeah. Then they were like, I think you could get like Christmas bushes and stuff that you could like clear for gems and stuff. And I was like, this is stupid. Uh, why why pull this evident for nothing? <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. On that, even like, I remember at the time there was like these like real headline articles on games like Clash of Clans, because it was just getting like onto the scene. All the microtransactions in mobile games, where mm-hmm. pe- where like people were getting their like parents' credit cards and mm, um, yeah. then spending thousands and thousands of dollars on it, just for like, like you know getting a few builders in Clash of Clans or something. My mother would have whooped me. Oh, no, I would not be alive today if I did that. That's 100%. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, my parents uh, were the type of uh, people that uh, they really, back when, if you could first do microtransactions and stuff, they didn't trust uh, online transactions with cards and stuff. They were too scared yeah. money was going to get stolen. So literally, I just didn't have access to that. There wasn't an option. <laughs> it was like, you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I remember so, there yeah. was this phase like where, where people just didn't trust online transactions at all. And now didn't it's just like, we don't, we don't trust normal transactions anymore. Which is like, if it's not like an instant EFT or something, we don't trust it. You can, you can, I, I don't want your money. That is also true. But uh, I will not uh, speak further on my, my microtransaction talks. So I'm pretty sure I can go on for another half an hour on that. I've got some more stories I'd like to tell you. But uh, <laughs> we are heading towards the, the end of the recording session. So 
Unfortunately, you guys want to. Did you guys want to to add anything before we finish off? Any final thoughts? <laughs> so I, I'm just thinking about like I'm going to talk way too long, so I can't say much more. <laughs> or else it's going to never end. <laughs> you can make your I solo mean, episode. I mean, we could Michael. have some final thoughts, but uh, I don't think they'd be as interesting as that Final Fantasy game Michael decided to download. As interesting, yes, sir. No, I, I don't know MMOs. I just don't. They don't appeal to me as a person. I don't know. I feel like it's. Uh, leads towards the idea of a second job kind of thing you know we have to put in a lot of extra time to do um you know stuff to get to the point of doing the really fun content or at least that's what people usually say to me it's like no you didn't get to the fun part yet and i'm like why do i have to get there why can't why i do the fun part now remember when this started uh, off as a food as a food episode yeah. <laughs> i mean i still wanted to i still wanted to fangirl about other foods I even wanted to talk about other stuff, but it's fine. We'll talk about it's some other time. It's the flow of the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, final thoughts of the Isn't day. Um, pandemonium. Uh, we have no idea what we know. We have there. We are there. Okay, I can't speak. Um, I uh, we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, obviously, as you can see, my my brain is uh, malfunctioning at this point. So yeah, that's my final thoughts. Uh, we have no idea what we're doing. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a fun little episode. Uh, I do think uh, it started off a bit confusing there and uh, humorous in that regard, but uh, it definitely was nice. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And hopefully we'll be able to make a lot more episodes or we will crash and burn. I hope you guys remember to record this session. Oh, we're meant to start recording. (laughs) Wait, I didn't hear the start now. That's why I didn't record. For people okay. wondering, oh, yeah. that's going to make it onto a highlights channel. Uh, well, oh, that'll be linked down below for our YouTube main YouTube channel. Uh, everywhere else, um, go find our YouTube channel, I guess. Uh, Same sorry. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheerio, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Cheerio, thanks. <laughs>